0: Hello, T-Crew, and welcome to a brand new episode of T-Talk with Shaw. Today, we're going to be talking about all the trending topics all over social media and the internet, and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into the new 2022 TV. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. All right, T-Crew, you know what it is. Let's get right into these trending topics. So the first one. Bob Saget has passed away um unexpectedly the comedian and America's dad was found yesterday deceased in his Ritz Carlton um suite and this came after him performing a show And posting about it on his Instagram, talking about how much he loved the show and the audience and the energy that they brought to the show. And he was just really excited to be, you know, performing and sharing his, you know, comedic talents with everybody. And he really seemed to be in a good place judging by that post. Um, But he was found deceased. And of course, it's way too soon to know what the cause of death was. Um, so I guess we'll have to stay tuned on that, but you know, the entire world was just taken aback. Everybody was just sharing moments, um, that they had, especially the full house cast who all took to their social medias, um, and or publicists to release statements. Um, and just this morning, his widow spoke out and, you know, spoke about her grief and how she could not believe that this could happen uh Pete Davidson spoke out and said that you know he worked with Bob Saget um a lot on his mental health issues and i feel like comedians um are often very very depressed because you know comedy is just tragedy plus time right so it's like things that are funny are literally just things that were so heartbreaking and sad that it's just over time it's become funny um So we don't know if he was like fighting personal demons or whatever the case may be, but I was really sad to see him die. I really loved Full House as a kid and a millennial. And I also watched um, Fuller House as he was, you know, he can't step into his role as world's best (laughs) pop-up to the kids, you know, that the Full House kids ended up having kids, you know, Fuller House or whatever. Um, so it was just really sad to see that, you know, just praying for his family and and friends and the people that knew him. And I feel like we all felt like we knew him because we watched him so many years, especially with the reboot coming back and him kind of being able to take part in that and step into his role, um, as their dad once again, uh, it's, you know, it's just really, really sad. Just reminds us all to just check on people because you never know. They could be doing shows and performing and out here living their best life, apparently. But deep down, you know, something could be going on. So we really got to make an effort to check on people these days, especially with another shutdown possibly coming up or people just generally staying home more because of Omicron and Deltacron and you know, Corona flu, whatever they're calling it, there's so much going on. So definitely want to be mindful of that. All right, let's get into the next topic, the Golden Globes. So the Golden Globes did actually happen last night. Um, it was very controversial because I guess what happened was they allowed the stars to come uh if they wanted to very few of them actually showed up in person so most of them were virtual so it was like half virtual half people there very few people walked the red carpet it was just really confusing honestly when i saw the results i was like they had the golden globes like cuz i know they pushed the grammys back um again they pushed them back last year and they're pushing them back again this year and so uh usually the other, you know, award shows will do the same thing. So I guess they just were unable to push it back with such short notice and they've been planning it sooner. So they still had a modified version, but anyway, uh, Will Smith got best actor for King Richard, which was his portrayal of Venus and Serena's father the tennis pros, uh, dad. And, um, you know, I hope that movie was really great. I really liked his portrayal. I mean, I think more than anything, it just shows that a person can be really amazing and great at the same time. They still have their flaws, which I guess is just what makes them human. Um, and I think he did a great job of portraying that. So congrats to Will. MJ Rodriguez got best actress for Pose. You know, I love me some MJ Rodriguez. Now she is a trans woman. Um, she also played Angel on Broadway, um, for, you know, in Rent for those (laughs) that are not just obsessed with Rent like I am. But yes, uh, the play Rent, the Broadway play Rent, she played, um, Angel in that. And she's just been in the ballroom scene for many, many years, Um, and it's just so like, I think she's now on Broadway again, doing secretly Seymour. Um, that's not the name of it. I forget the name. Maybe it is. I don't know. But, um, she's on Broadway again, doing that play that has that song secretly Seymour in it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Um, and so she got best actress and this is like amazing. You know, she was so excited and she took to her Instagram and she was just talking about how many doors this is going to open for, you know, people of color. She's also Asian. She's also Latin and she's trans. I mean, it's just so many, um, firsts for, an award like this. And I, it just opens so many doors. And as I posted on our Instagram, it's just like, this is a major win for so many people, not just MJ. So congrats to her. And then Encanto, um, won for best animated film. You guys know, I loved, um, this movie. I talk about it all the time (laughs) on the Instagram as well. Um, and this was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, you know, he's just it right now, as far as like musical theater and, um, his writing abilities, the songs, like I'm starting to get to the place now where I can listen to the songs and know if it was written by him. Cause I've listened to so much of his music. He did Moana, Hamilton. Um, he has another show on Broadway right now, Freestyle Unity or Freestyle Love or something like that, where the show is like an improv show. He it's different every night. Um, there was another, I think it was called Vio, Vivo or something, another like animated film that he did for Netflix. So he's just been super busy, um, you know, putting his stamp all over everything. And of course I can't forget about Tick, Tick, Boom, one of my favorites. Um, so we're excited to see him celebrated in this way. Cause you never know how these artsy types are. They're like, you know, they're so artistic and creative, but it has to be the right time to create, you know, he might just put out a bunch of stuff and then take some time off. So it's like I'm soaking up all the lin while I can. Um <laughs> So congrats to all of the winners for the Golden Globes. And let's move on to the next topic. So Cardi B and Cuban Doll got into it a couple days ago. It looks like Cuban Doll did a photo shoot in an all cheetah outfit that looked very, very similar to the outfit that um Cardi wore for the WAP video. So we see Cuban in this outfit. She has like this really yellow wig on, and it's like an all-over like leopard bodysuit. And automatically um the fans started to draw comparisons to Cardi B. Now, Cuban doll, no, so Cardi B then tweeted and said, you know, it's fine, like wasn't influenced or inspired by anything that, you know, I do whatever. And Cuban doll said she wasn't inspired by the Cardi B look that she was just inspired by cheetah and leopard. And so many other rappers have worn cheetah and leopard, and she's not the first rapper to wear cheetah and leopard. But to me, when I saw the pictures, what really did it for me was the room and the couch, right? Because other people have worn like full cheetah body suits and stuff like that. But that reminded me of the video because in the video, it's like, you know, she had on all the cheetah and stuff, but she was also on the cheetah couch in a cheetah room. And that's exactly how the photo shoot looked. So that's why I think people are saying it's similar. So I'm just going to pop that in there. So the two went back and forth. Um, and then ultimately Cardi went on the Armand Wiggins, uh, platform via Twitter spaces and just talked about what had went on between her and Cuban doll and why she just wants to dead the situation. And it shouldn't have been situation in the first place and how she, you know, she's working on not responding to certain things because she's such a big star. I mean, let's look at this comparatively. First off, Cuban doll, I couldn't tell you a song that she's ever put out and that's no Tino shade. I don't think she's had any major hits. Secondly, she has about 2 million followers. Cardi has 121 million followers. So by even engaging in this situation, you're just giving her a free promo. And I just feel like at this stage of your career, you're too big of a star to be ever giving away free promo. Now, Cuban Doll is about to put out a song. Or something and she's obviously trying to stir up some type of drama but that kind of free promotion is just literally you cannot be doing that you cannot be giving your promotion away for free i mean cuban doll couldn't afford to be endorsed by you you know so why would you turn around and give her a free promotion that's just my opinion on the situation i think it was also kind of petty of cuban doll to bring up the situation um with her and offset, even though she claims that back in 2020 or 2019, whenever the rumor came out that there was just DMs going back and forth, but she never met up with offset. She's never like done anything with him or whatever the case may be. Um, and that it was just kind of a dig for Cardi to find that, you know, offset have messaged Cuban doll because prior to that, um when cardi first had her fashion nova line she reached out to cuban doll to wear some of the clothes and you know just be a part of the situation and then afterwards they weren't cool anymore and they unfollowed each other so i guess that's what cuban doll was kind of alluding to like you know why we're not cool and it's about offset flirting with me um versus cardi kind of being like i don't know where all this hate animosity is coming from she used to be somebody Who was a fan of mine in my DMs, singing my music and stuff like that. So, I don't know. (sighs) Sometimes it's just like the best response is no response. I know last week we talked about how um, Taraji didn't even address the situation with Lamar Odom and Chloe. She was just like, okay, (laughs) I'm not going to speak on that. So, sometimes that's the best way to handle a situation, in my opinion. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Oh, Lord. The Portia family drama continues. Um, so last week we talked about the Portia family matters brawl that happened in Mexico as the family was supposed to be on a spiritual retreat to bond and grow closer to each other. Well, Bravo aired the remainder of the fight and a lot of things have been cleared up. So last week, storm um, Portia's cousin took to social media to claim that Dennis hit her during that fight. Um, and that he sexually harassed her when she worked at the hot dog hut. So the remainder of the fight basically showed what happened, um, you know, what was going on during the fight. And it looks like, uh, Portia had made some comments to miss Gina, which is Dennis's mother and kind of, it's dark, but you can kind of see where Portia swings on Miss Gina. Now I was looking around different blogs and platforms to kind of see what the people were saying because it's really hard to see. And that's the one thing that I agree with Portia with, but we'll get to that in a second when I get to her statement. But it is kind of really hard to see what's going on, but it looks like Portia swung on Miss Gina Simon was already over by Portia trying to hold her back. And then you have security in between the two of them. So like I kind of speculated last week, um, the only thing that I think happened uh, injury-wise was the kerfuffle, like, you know what I mean? Like the shifting of... Everybody trying to get around each other and get to each other is how people got scratches, people got bruised and stuff like that because people were literally charging themselves into other cast members and the security. So when you actually like look at the footage, it's just people getting scraped and cut and stuff like that. Seems like it happened because they were literally charging at each other and trying to get to one another. And so people were getting like scratched and stuff like that. It also shows Portia grabbing items from the side of the dining room and throwing them at people. A couple plates, the boom mic that was hanging over her um, as they were trying to film. She just literally went wild. Um, So after all this came out, Portia released a statement and she basically claims that she had a bad edit. Mm. So in her statement, she did take accountability for... Uh, verbally fighting with Miss Gina, although she denies being physical with Miss Gina. Uh, but the video kind of disproves that, depending on how you look at it. You have to look at the video for yourself. I really can't tell you any more than that. Um, And so, you know, she does say that there was more to the story that was not aired and that cameras were not able to appropriately capture because of how dark it was and because of the lack of cameras. All right. I just got to stop there and make a comment. So honestly, when it comes down to cameras, editing, such and such, right, you have to think about this logically. These people are on a show. They're on a show that's an offset of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Never have these cast members been on a trip where it was not adequately filmed because that was the whole purpose for the trip. Let's face it. Nobody cares about a co-parenting spiritual retreat. They're there to get content. They're there to get footage. Why would they not be able to have enough cameras to adequately film the situation that was going on now Portia said that was nobody's fault but I feel like that's somebody's fault and being an executive producer on the show that's one thing that you would think you would be concerned with is making sure there's enough cameras to capture everything so that things aren't getting missed or misrepresented as you claim in this case just saying um So then Simon also released a statement talking about the different forms of abuse, kind of like alluding to the fact that Dennis has mentally abused Portia by cheating on her during her pregnancy. And this caused Portia to be triggered and have issues, you know, that have not been resolved from it. First off, Simon, that's just one of the reasons why she should not even be with you and in a new relationship. If she's that triggered to literally throw plates, try to fight someone's mom, and then throw a boom mic into a crowd of people, some of whom are her family members, I absolutely think (laughs) that she should be somewhere healing and not engaged to you. Then they try to cover the whole thing up. By showing that Simon got a Porsche tattoo, I'm like, girl, who cares? <laughs> he gonna get that thing covered up as soon as he gets the movers on deck, just like he did when he left Fallon. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I just cannot understand why she would allow this to happen. It is just beyond me. Now she has cousins coming out, basically talking about. You know how she was dating Simon when he was still married and just throwing her under the bus. This whole situation was just not the right move for her brand. I'm sorry. This show has made her look terrible. This fighting between her child's grandmother, her child's father, her child's, you know, other family members that you have just gone in on and Dennis has gone back and forth with. This has just been a mess. I, I just hope that this is a lesson for some people. If you have not like worked it out, <laughs> at least to a point where you can be around each other, do not do reality TV. Because this right here is just... ooh. All right, let's go on to the next topic. I'm sorry to rant there, y'all. But it just really bothers me that Portia tried to phrase this as a domestic situation that... Dennis was doing against her and storm. When, when you see the rest of the footage, you see who is triggered, obviously. Okay. In my opinion. And, um, I just don't like it. I don't like when people do that because it's just like, okay, you know, you want to frame yourself in the best light, but if you really feel triggered by someone, maybe until you work through those triggers, you should just focus on co-parenting, not going on vacations with people. That trigger you. Anybody could have got seriously hurt. That wasn't even a fight. Like I said before, it was literally a brawl. It was people just going wild against each other. The only person I can stand behind is Aunt Liz because she started praying. She was like, uh uh-uh, uh, there's too much demon spirits in here. And I'm about to bust out in a prayer because this right here is not of God. I don't know what this is. And she started praying. I was like, yep, I feel you, Aunt Liz. Because this right here is insanity. <laughs> insanity. Um. All right, let's move on for real. <laughs> Mary Crosby is leaving Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, this is the rumor that's been going all around the blogs after Mary did not show up to film the reunion. And as we all know by this point, the reunions are um A contractual obligation for all housewives, all housewives must come to the reunion. Now, some people speculated that she may have had COVID, but the situation with that, they've had this happen, you know, because we've been in the pandemic for two years. Um, where cast members that are, um, that have COVID just film from their home. And what they do is they send you like a ring light. They send you all these microphones and stuff. So you can set it up in your home and participate in the reunion from your home. So, you know, Mary definitely had that option. Now this comes after accusations, um, from her family members claiming that, Uh, Mary Crosby was not asked to marry her step grandfather by her grandmother that this was her own idea to take over the church um, and that she did this in order to take over the church and kind of get power over it you know they also say that She's stolen money from family businesses. They say that she's extorted some of the parishioners at the church. There's just so many things that have been alleged about Mary at this point that she had a sexual relationship with one of the um, pastors, Cameron, who mortgaged his house um, for the ministry. So there's just a lot going on here. And I think that that's why Mary has decided to step away to try to save face, um, and not participate in this. And it also comes after she made really disgusting racial comments, um, about the Mexican community and about, um, Jenny's, uh, facial features. And, you know, for those that don't watch, Jenny is Asian, She made comments. I'm not going to repeat them, but, um, you know, if you're just curious that there, you can find articles where they tell you exactly what she said, but she's just been under fire for a while. And I feel like this is her way of just going back into the shadows, um, (laughs) and trying to pull her life together because this right here, that it's kind of, you know, if the IRS starts digging into this, if you know, people start getting kind of woken up from her spell that go to her church and stuff like that. Like her whole life actually knows that could be falling apart. So, you know, she might've left the show. Maybe she just didn't film the reunion, but I can't see Bravo letting that go with somebody not filming the reunion. That's just me. All right. So let's get into this last topic. Ari Fletcher loses her Fenty brand deal um, after making some domestic violence comments. So, um, you know, as we all know, Fenty, uh, Savage by Fenty is a lingerie, lingerie brand. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Um, created by Rihanna and Rihanna had decided to very smartly, pick influencers, uh, music artists, you know, actresses, just a bunch of a different people in a group of people that she's decided, you know, these will be our brand ambassadors. Now the brand ambassadors wear Fenty on their Instagram and, you know, other social media platforms, and they just kind of review the new, um, lingerie as it comes out. Um, they also have like hoodies and loungewear and stuff like that. So the brand ambassadors probably receive free merchandise. They wear it on their social media and stuff like that and promote the brand. And they also probably get paid. I don't know anybody that actually is a brand ambassador for them. So I've said probably, but you know how these things work. You wear the clothes, you model the clothes, you get paid, you post in the clothes. And this gives, um, Savage by Fenty, uh, content to repost on their social media brands, as well as kind of that stamp of approval from influencers talking about how affordable it is and how comfortable it is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, on a podcast, Ari said that she felt as though the love wasn't real if her man didn't pull a gun on her. Um, you know, and after those comments, she was released of her (laughs) duty as a brand ambassador people think it was too harsh i honestly feel like um Rihanna is spot on here and her team is spot on. I mean, those kind of comments can definitely not be tolerated. I know it's Ari's personal opinion, but when you go on a podcast, you really have to try to watch what you say to make sure you're representing yourself properly. Because if you don't, you can definitely say something that can be taken out of context. Now, I don't know if she was just trying to say like she wants the love to be real, but Pulling a gun on somebody is not cool. Christina Milian took to the comments and she basically said just that. She was like, you know, I don't really have an opinion on whether or not she should have been dropped from the brand deal. But she said that unfortunately in her past, she's had a gun pulled on her and it was a very scary experience and she wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, And so those kind of comments probably triggered her and others. And I think that's another reason why Rihanna was like, Absolutely not like certain things. We just have to pull the plug. Now, as you remember, we reported on months and months ago that Drea was also um, pulled from the Savage X Fenty brand ambassadorship when she made comments about wanting to be shot in the foot. Um, like Megan the Stallion, because that's how you know the love is real and some or something like that. So, you know, the girls are just getting caught up with the podcast comments. I, I hate to see a black person lose a job. But at the end of the day, this is something that will stick with Ari, just like it kind of stuck with Drea. Um, and so, you know, just to choose your words wisely, and maybe think about some of the ways you think about love and you know, just, just reevaluate that because, you know, you got to work on yourself. If you feel like that's love, that's, that's not good. All right, guys, this has been this week's trending topic. Stay tuned for our sports
1: report. Hello, hello, hello out there. And welcome to the sports update with J Rob. Today I will be covering news from the NFL, and I'm also going to give you an NFL playoff preview. So let's start with the NFL news. The Miami Dolphins have fired head coach Brian Flores after three seasons. The Chicago Bears have fired head coach Matt Nagy after four seasons. The Bears also fired general manager Ryan Pace after seven seasons. The Minnesota Vikings have fired head coach Mike Zimmer after seven seasons. The Vikings also fired general manager Ryan Rick Spielman after nine seasons. And the Denver Broncos have fired head coach Vic Fangio after three seasons. Now let me give you the playoff preview for wild card weekend. On Saturday, January the 15th, the Las Vegas Raiders will be at the Cincinnati Bengals at 430 on NBC and the New England Patriots will be at the Buffalo Bills at 815 on CBS now let's move on to Sunday January 16th the Philadelphia Eagles will be at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 1 o'clock p.m. on Fox The San Francisco 49ers will be at the Dallas Cowboys at 4.30 on CBS. And the Pittsburgh Steelers will be at the Kansas City Chiefs at 8.15 on NBC. Let's move to Monday, January 17th. The Cardinals will be at the... Los Angeles Rams at 8.15 on ESPN. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an awesome week.
0: All right, guys. This is my favorite part of the podcast. This is where I get to do a deep dive on something that's been on my mind. Or that's been coming up a lot recently, and just give you guys my opinion on it. And today we're gonna to be talking about all the new TV. And I'm gonna tell you guys what I'm watching, what I liked about the shows, and which shows I think are gonna make it to a season two, as well as let you know which shows are back up um coming out with new episodes shortly. Alright, so let's get into this list. The first one, Abbott Elementary. This is a show created by Quinta Bronson, um, formerly of BuzzFeed. She was also on Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, you know, for those that know, she was the famous, it's a large, <laughs> a large, you got money, you know what I mean? I don't know. I kind of did it bad, but if you know, you know. <laughs> Um, and so this show is about a Philadelphia school system that's just like short on everything. They're a public school, and their, you know, main character is Quinta, and she's trying to be the best teacher that she can be. She's a third grade teacher in elementary school, and she's just like really, really motivated and wants to be there for the kids, but there's just really not many resources. So she's trying to work through that. But it's just really, really funny. Um, it's just funny. You have to watch it. I really liked it. Uh, the cast just works well together. You know, the timing is good. It's a nice little 30 minute sitcom comedy show. So I would definitely give this a watch and I think it'll make it. I think it kind of gives me like, parks and rec vibes, you know, a little bit of office vibes. Cause they have some like talking to the camera and stuff like that. So I definitely think that this will hit home with a lot of people and I liked it. <laughs> All right. The next one is American auto. Now this one I found to be like pretty funny. One of the actors I think is from Greenleaf. It was Charity's husband. Remember how Charity had that great gay husband? Well, this guy is on the show and he's like the new guy that was basically working on the assembly line for American Auto and now he's moved up into an office role after they had like a mishap on a like training course for the new um car that they were going to have so it's it's a pretty good show i i like it i don't know if i would see this going to a season 2 um but it's something to watch you know if you want to put it on the background a couple little laps here and there it's pretty funny um, I don't know about a season two for it, but I enjoyed what I watched of it. It was fine. All right, moving on to the next show, Grand Crew featuring my boo Nicole Bayer. Now, I like this one. I think that this one will make it, and this is what people kind of have been talking about um with insecure opening doors for other shows. I feel like this show is about a group of young black people. And they just like to chill and kind of, you know, they meet up every week or every couple of weeks or whatever, and just get drinks and like talk about their lives and they're all super close. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like this is kind of like the new era of black people just living, like just being black. Like there's no, like we're all in a gang and we're going to run these streets. Like it's not that it's just very normal, like black people as people. And I like that. (laughs) I appreciate that as a black person. That is just a person. You know what I mean? Very good. I liked it. Um, do I think I get a second season? I hope so. I hope enough people watch it so that it will get a second season. I definitely think it has potential for a second season, but these things you never know. Um, I think it's funny. I think it has the potential to do it, but you just never know what's going to hit. Um, so I hope so. right so moving into dramas uh the cleaner is a new fox drama that you can also watch on hulu day after it's about a filipino doctor that is now working as a cleaner um to get uh some money together so she can stay in america while her son gets this gene treatment ceremony ceremony wow (laughs) This gene treatment therapy, so basically they came over from um the Philippines because her son needs this gene treatment therapy that they cannot get in Manila where she's a doctor, okay? You guys following? So now she's doing different cleaning projects, but, you know, unfortunately her visa has expired. So she kind of takes up with this, I think, what I think is a Mexican mob. I'm not going to lie, Fox, the casting was a little off for me at this point because the main character from the mob, I couldn't tell if he was mexican or something like at first i thought he was just white i was confused i was like wait what's he talking about and then he'll say different things kind of like alluding to the fact that he's an immigrant and then i was like oh okay so maybe he's not white but i don't know he just you know presented kind of white to me i'm not sure but then i heard people speaking spanish so then i was like okay maybe but okay so i think it is (laughs) a um i think it's the mexican mob the second episode will be out by the time this podcast is out, so you can go ahead and check it out. Hopefully, we'll get some more context clues. You know, I was all into the context clues. I was like, oh, okay. It looks like, you know, these women, they made it very clear they were not Hispanic, even though, you know, sometimes with, like, people that are brown, it's hard to tell. You know what I mean? So, the son was eating Jollibee, and I was like, Filipino. I knew it. I was like, I got this. I got this. I like seeing the diversity. I like to watch shows where it's different. And the show takes place in Las Vegas, not your regular New York or LA. So that was cool. Um, So I definitely see this going for a second season. I want to see how they continue to have this play out. Um, It was kind of giving me like um, that cartel vibe that like she's going to end up like running this cartel or something very much that. Um, So we'll see. All right. The next show, Joe Millionaire Reboot. So for all my millennials out there, you'll remember Joe Millionaire, the original, which was basically a regular contractor who they told a bachelorette, bachelor style house of women that um, he was rich. And then they found out at the end that he was not rich. <laughs> so this is like a spin on it where they have two men and one is actually a millionaire and the other one is a regular guy and the women have to decide which one is the rich one. Um, I feel like if you like that, ba- if you like The Bachelor and stuff like that, you'll definitely like this show. I could watch like the beginning because I just think it's funny that they're trying to decide who's richer, who's not um but I don't know if I'd see it all the way through I definitely think this will get another season this is that like sweet spot of middle America where they watch like seasons and seasons worth of the bachelor dancing with the stars and you know American Idol like shows you would have think would get canceled years ago but they're still on I think this is gonna fall on that sweet spot for sure um So that's all the new TV as far as returning TV euphoria and the mighty gemstones are both back on HBO max. Um, it looks like we're just going to be getting one episode, you know, week to week, uh, a million little things is coming back for their last season. And then Alexi and Lauren's new show. Um, I think they did happily ever after. So this is their like solo show on TLC. Um, you know, after the 90 days. And then, um, Annie and David also got a spinoff after the 90 days. So Those was a lot of things to watch, which is great for us because you might be back in the house, um, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, so I hope you guys like these previews. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you guys. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, just being involved with our social media platforms and in the DMs and just talking to me about the topics. It's really one of my favorite parts of my day. As always, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night, wherever you are. And I love you for
1: listening. Bye.